It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. In today's sports world, it's always fun to talk about the good stuff, but sometimes you got to handle the bad stuff. And when hazing comes up, uh, it, it's not good. When racism's thrown in there, it, it gets worse. And then when sexual allegations come in, it's it's just it's just the the day of doom. And we have to discuss this. It's it's the Big Ten. Um, this this hits home for me because I at the University of Minnesota uh, was a part of. Uh, I guess you want to call it hazing, but we'll discuss that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, good people, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Wednesday, well, probably where you are in Minnesota right now. The sun is scared to come out, but I want everybody to know, before we jump into this episode, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. I know, and honestly, you guys that have been everydayers that have been following me in my journey uh, with FanDuel, you guys know it makes every moment more. Not going to lie. Denver Nuggets versus L.A. Lakers. I had no dog in the fight. Like, literally. I mean, I'm a LeBron fan. No dog in the fight. But that no sweat first bet of 150 bucks I got to just throw on the Nuggets. Even though I'm a LeBron fan, I put it on the Nuggets. Five and a half points. I sweated it. So, it was no sweat, but there was a little sweat. And I won. They they covered six points. Sam remembers that day. It was uh, three and a half points down to the – or, sorry, three points down to the end. There were some fouls. I'm like, oh, come on, Brian. Like, you're going to lose this anyway. Don't make this one the close one. And then finally, the Nuggets pull it out by six. So I won. Uh, so make sure you guys jump on those no sweat first bets because it is. It's, it's not, it, it's, it is no sweat because theoretically, they're saying it's not your money. It's their money. Uh, so why not put it all on something that you know is going to be fun? Because it made the Nuggets-Lakers game for me fun down to the end, even though my Timberwolves were completely out of this, and they got demolished by the Nuggets. Uh, but again, as I bring Sam Exum to the show, my producer, I'm looking forward to this one today, Sam. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's the, the, the weather, I guess, in Minnesota is uh, it's kind of how I'm feeling about this. Because I went to sleep <laughs> listening to a lot about this, like Dan Patrick. I know on the Dan Patrick show, he's he's talked about this, about Pat Fitzgerald, because Pat Fitzgerald is a friend of the show. Uh, you know, he's reached out to Pat to come on and tell his side of the story. He doesn't want to do it. Um, and I get that, you know, because I reached out to Lindsay Whalen, uh, Sam knows, and, and she said, not right now. Uh, let's talk in the fall or the winter. So I said, I get it. You got a lot going on. Let's let's talk in fall and winter. And so hopefully we can get Lindsay Whalen on at some point because she's not dealing with anything close to this, but it still is coaching drama. But for Pat Fitzgerald, here's where I go with this, Sam. At the University of Minnesota, um, on this Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday, we're going to call it, I want to give some wisdom to the people <clears throat> and mainly the athletes. At the University of Minnesota, I was a part of hazing. And it had happened years before I got there and not, not to this extent. I mean, like before I got there, coach Mason kind of told us the story after our incident happened. I'll explain it. 
Uh, but some guys got their hair shaved like cows grazing and aliens. So they had like patches of hair. And so the freshmen were just wearing helmets. And then I think Lou Holtz, this is the story. Lou Holtz shows up. So this is before me though, but Lou Holtz shows up. This might've been the class before me. As a matter of fact, I think it was the 97 class freshman. Lou Holtz shows up to speak to the team. And uh, of course, everybody's down on one knee and you know, they're like, Hey, helmets off. Well, my hair has just gotten destroyed. Not me, but these freshmen. And so they don't want to take their helmets off. Cause they're like, man, I look like a cow where an alien is great. Cause the, the, the vets like shaved their hair and like left patches of hair as a joke, as a hazing joke. And again, that's not bad. You can go just shave your head bald, like literally. And, and a couple of guys did. They just shaved their heads bald, like, screw this. I'm not going to practice with my hair like this. Some freshmen were like, look, I don't want to, to deal with this anymore. I'm going to wear this cow haircut they did and, and let them laugh at me uh, for a day. And then I'm done. Well, Lou Holt shows up. Helmets come off. I think they I don't know the exact words because, again, I'm, I'm old now. That was 20-something years ago, 23 years ago, to be exact. I'm old. Uh, no, shoot, more than that, 24, 25 years ago when I heard this story. And they said Lou Holtz looked at everybody like, uh, what, 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 what happened? What, what is going on? What happened? And so Glenn Mason was mortified. He was like, oh, my God, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? And so after that, he kind of said, hey, look, no more hazing. So then fast forward to my freshman year. We're in the dorms. And uh, I, I think Tyrone Carter stole my roommate's key because they both were from Florida, Miami. And uh, I'm like, dude, where's your keys? Like, man, I don't know, but TC was in here. And I'm like, dude, I was like, he got your keys. I was like, man, they're coming back to get us. So we took our beds, lined them up the long way to our dorm room so that you cannot get in our room. Like, literally, unless you were MacGyver or you were a silly putty man uh, from the Expendables and you could slide under our door or, or, or Mr. Stretch from a Fantastic World, you weren't getting in our room. And so we put our bed sideways. So my bed was up against the window to halfway. His bed was halfway to the door. And so we were like, look, we're locked in this mode. Yeah. If there's a fire, we're screwed. Yeah, barricades. Uh, we barricaded ourselves in the room. Fast forward to five in the morning. We started to feel like the, the boom, boom, boom. They're trying to open our door because he has our key. We're like, dude, we're not stupid. Well, I'm not stupid. My roommate was not smart. But I wasn't stupid. I'm like, dude, you're not getting in our room. So then we put on our turf shoes to even give us more traction just in case somehow these wood, because they were wooden bed frame somehow broke like if they pushed enough because and so i looked out the peephole and i'm like yo it's a lot of people out here he's like who i'm like dude the entire team like the entire team was in the hallway trying to get us because the other freshmen were already awake they were already making them do stuff so they're like banging on our door then they started taking buckets of water and throwing it under the door on our floor where our floors are carpet Mm -hmm. one you're not gonna drown us so i don't know what you thought <laughs> you're gonna do but throw buckets of water under our door uh two like we don't care we're not coming out because you're throwing water on our carpet like we're like we like we were laughing like what are y'all trying to do drown us like man, go ahead on like y'all aren't getting in here so move on so they moved on so we look out the window freshmen are out there and they're like spandex shorts no shirts no socks no shoes and they're doing the flying fish drill for those who don't know it it's like the first person jumps next person rolls next person jumps and they're doing that drill but they're doing it like in the mud and they're throwing water on them and they're chanting stuff at them with lights I was like, I'm not going out there for this. I'm not going out there for this. I don't care. Like, y'all can do whatever y'all want to me. Like, I'm not going out there. Like, y'all can say whatever y'all want when y'all see me, but it ain't about to be like this. So then they came back and they weren't happy that we weren't out there. So they tried to get us. Eventually, Mitch Mitch uh, Browning, I think, was our coach. He called everybody, screamed and yelled, hey, what the, you know, everybody took off running. Mason had a 6 a.m. meeting. So like 30 minutes later, Mason, like, everybody to the facility. 6 a.m. we get there. 
and Glenn Mason like goes up to some of the, the seniors that were caught. And he's like, what? Are they? And I'll never forget Ryan Keller. Ryan Keller was like ward number one. So you're supposed to be sweet if you wear one. I don't know why he had it. Everybody's like, man, he ruined number one. He's like a transfer quarterback from Kentucky. They changed okay. the receiver. He didn't really play receiver. And literally Glenn Mason looked him in the face and was like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have the right to haze these freshmen. One, because me and Jermaine Mays were going to start. Like, we were already kind of slated to start alongside Luke Leverson. And so he was like, basically, like, like these two are starters and you're not even playing. What, what right do you have to Hazy? You've done nothing. And he was a transfer. You haven't even done anything for this program. You're, you can't even be considered a veteran. You're a rookie. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, and then Tyrone Carter, he goes to Tyrone Carter, Tyrone Carter, stone face. Mason's like yelling at him, blah, blah. On that day, they stopped the hazing. And so that's, that's my wisdom. One, hazing doesn't really bring the team together unless it's like something fun. And I'm going to fast forward to what we did my senior year. Unless it's something fun where everybody's kind of involved, uh, where everybody has a chance. It's not just a bunch of seniors beating up on freshmen. Um, you look at, you look at Glenn Mason, he put a stop to it. Now, not to say Patrick Fitzgerald knew about this. I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is Glenn Mason's coaches were aware. He put a stop to it in front of the entire team, and it never happened again. Like it, And it wasn't like anything sexual. It wasn't anything demeaning. Uh, yeah, they made him wake up and go outside, but it wasn't crazy. Like the stuff I'm hearing about Northwestern to me sounds crazy. Like even the stuff I'm hearing about frat houses, like Dan Patrick about a frat house, talking about they would crack an egg in one dude's mouth. He's got to transfer to another dude's mouth. He's got to, and last week I swallowed. I'm like, what? Heck no. Like, I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm not eating a raw egg, and I'm not putting a raw egg from your mouth into my – like, bruh, I will go be – I will not be in a fraternity if that's what I got to do to get in your fraternity. Like, no, not happening. And so my, my wisdom to this, man, is players – like, hazing doesn't really bring the team together like you think. Like, it makes the veterans have fun, and they love it, but some of the freshmen are demeaned, they're belittled, they want to quit, they don't feel like they're part of the team – and I think that's what Glenn Mason was trying to get out of this is like, you guys aren't helping the team by doing this to these guys. And so my year, um, we, we weren't going to haze the guys. We weren't going to do it because we hadn't done it in three years since I had been there. I had never seen it happen again, mm -hmm. but our freshman group hazed us. Like, I don't know if they were like trying to have fun or what they took signs because it was an election year, I think, which would have been like 2002 or 2001. I don't know. It was like, yeah, because 2001 would have been leading up to the 2002 election, maybe, right? Or no? Am well, so the George Bush Al Gore um, drama happened in 2000, I think. So 2000. So there was yeah. like signs on lawns for different candidates in 2000. And so these dudes took the signs off every frat row and put them in Tellus Redman's truck. Our running back. So the back of his pickup truck was like littered with signs from the elections from all the like congressmen in Minnesota. You know, it's like those city state ones. So it's like all the so Telus gets to his car and he looks like he's working for the government. Like he looks like he's about to go put these on lawns. So we're like, man, who the heck did this to tell? Then they like did something to his windshield. They poured stuff over his windows, and we're like. What, what are y'all doing? So on the way home, we're driving. We had water guns. So we start spraying them on the way back to their dorms. They they came back. They got water balloons and started getting us. So eventually we took one of their guys, kind of kidnapped them, uh, locked them into uh, the bathroom. We didn't do nothing. We just locked them in the bathroom. It was like, dude, you're out of this fight. We're going to get the rest of your guys. Well, I don't know if he panicked, but this dude broke out the room, went running down the street barefoot. That's the only thing our coaches saw was like one of our players running down the street barefoot. And they're like, what is he doing? He was running 
from being locked in the bathroom for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. I don't know how long we locked them in there. Um, but but that was like the only thing we did. But it was started by the freshmen. And in, in that moment, everybody was laughing, having fun, throwing water balloons. Like it was like a water balloon fight, water fight uh, between like the only thing we kind of said was like, dude, don't touch people's cars because we were telling the freshmen that like, yo, these is real cars, man. Like, don't don't do anything that a scratch up, break somebody's window or whatever, because then it's going to get serious. But we were like, look, if y'all want the water balloons, if y'all want to have water gun fights, because we were doing that, we were we were literally taking dudes, dunking them in the pools, like trying to get them like in their clothes, fully clothed, like just dumping them and stuff, trying to get. But it was like a team thing. And so that's what I say. Like, if you guys are going to have like seniors versus freshmen wars or juniors and seniors versus freshmen and sophomore, what were you doing? Water balloon fights and doing different things like that, paintball, whatever. That's team bonding. That's having fun. But just like making dudes do sexual type of things to each other because they're freshmen. Because uh, one of the Northwestern dudes said, like watching your teammate get ran, uh, you know, that that's scarring. And I'm like, whether this is right or wrong, real or wrong, or right or real or, you know, halfway made up. At the end of the day, Northwestern has to deal with this. Pat Fitzgerald's been fired. Pat Fitzgerald's been fired. He's fighting. I don't know if he's fighting. And this is the thing, Sam, and this is where I, where I go with this too. I don't know if he's fighting for his job back or just the money because he was only two yeah. years into a $57 million deal. So I think they owe him like $42 million or $44 million. So I don't know if he's fighting for his job or just the money because he was fired with calls, which means if they fire without calls, they don't own money. If they fire with calls, I'm guessing there's a clause in this contract that says we don't owe you nothing else. Like you were fired for a reason, a real reason. Um, one in 11, and your team is sexually assaulting each other. So that's where I go with that because a lot of people, like I said this before, then I heard Dan Patrick Reese say it, but I said it. You remember that on Monday. I said, somebody knows. Like the assistant coaches knew. Somebody knew, just like the Joe Paterno situation, just like when I say like Joker Phillips knew more about us than Glenn Mason. There has to be an assistant coach that knew about some of this stuff because a lot of players trust their assistant coaches where maybe the head coach didn't know for sure because the, the assistants don't go to the head coach. Pat Fitzgerald doesn't seem like an easygoing guy either, so I don't feel like he's a guy that would go along with that kind of crap. Like, he seems like a military-type guy to me. Um, so anyway, man, the, the, the long answer to this is, one, don't do it, players. Like, don't haze each other, man. Like, it, it, it doesn't do anything for you. But two, Sam – do you think he's fighting really for his job? Because why would you want to come back to this? Like, even after this is all said and done, why would you want to come back? Or do you think he's fighting for the money? I, I think it's the money. I think you're right. I think the ship has sailed for him to coach that football team now. Too much has been said and done, and you can't unremember that. Um, it would also just be a really cowardly look if Northwestern decided to fire him and then backpedaled and, and allowed him to, to stay in that job. Um, I think that, He's going to fight this battle, not only for the money, Ron, but future coaching opportunities, right? right. Like if he can, right. if he can clear his name in any way, not to say that it, like, even if he didn't know stuff was going on, it still means that he was oblivious and that's also bad. Right. Um, but I think he wants to make himself come out of this looking like he can be a coach somewhere else. Maybe not next year, maybe not the year after that, but over time, let me look at Rick Patino. Rick Patino is coaching college basketball again, right? So if he mm -hmm. can come back from that, um, certainly Pat Fitzgerald could come back as well, I think, and coach again if he fights this battle and comes out the other side um, with a little less stench, I guess, on him. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the key. Is like what what where how long is it gonna take for him to sit out of football? Um, does this ever go away? Because this feels like a little paternal-ish. 
Like Paterno didn't do anything. Sandusky did. But it feels like a little Penn State-ish. Like as if you got to kind of be done. I mean, honestly, if he wins his court case and gets his $44 because he's like, look, I didn't really know this. You can't. You can fire me, but you can't take my money. Um, $44 million is enough to walk away. Honestly, like it is like it, you can't live maybe the life you want with like a yacht every day and a private jet every day, which you might be able to. I don't know. I've even done the math on that crap because that's out of my price range. But I feel like forty four million dollars after taxes, he gets twenty two. That's good enough to just retire. Like people can retire on a million to five million. So I'm pretty sure he could walk away, start living a, 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 a meager lifestyle, have that money in the bank. And you'll be fine. And and maybe he'll get a consulting job five years from now. Because he's young. I mean, I think somebody said he's 40-something, 48. So maybe he's a consultant in five years. It, it, the, the, you know, it goes away and people forget about it. Um, also, man, and we know this in coaching, it's a fraternity. So there's going to be somebody maybe that helps him out in year two of this. You know, Also, there might be a thing, though, because I, I have heard this, too. If you do get your money after you're fired, because Glenn Mason talked about that when he came on our show, if you take another job, uh, you don't get the money. Because the contract True. is based off, you are not going to work for the, you know, span of this contract. So we'll pay you, but you can't get another job. And I think Glenn Mason said that when we had him on because he talked about that with the Gophers that uh, he he they basically paid him to sit at home because he's like, look, I could have went. I think I forgot what school he said he could have went to. He's like, I could have went to this school and got a job there. I could have went here, but I was like, you know what? I had they're going to subsidize my money. I'm going to be working and still get the amount of money I'm getting anyway because they're going to pay me X. Call it. 50,000 or $500,000. And then I'm going to get the other, whatever, four and a half million from the Gophers. Cause my yearly deal was 5 million. So he's like, why would I work for 500,000 when I can just sit back and get the whole 5 million? So I think that's where Pat Fitzgerald is at too. I think he's just going to be in a long court battle, probably six months to a year. Cause this investigation too, I don't know if you saw that, Sam, this was a six month investigation. So this started in December when the season ended, like right. when the season ended, it came out. So it was, a, it had to be a current player on that roster from this season. And one and eleven doesn't help when you're getting hazed either. Like, you have the nerve to haze me, and you suck. I might be a redshirt freshman, but you suck, bruh. And you're hazing me. Like that didn't help either. And so, so this has been going on. This wasn't like we all felt like quick trigger, but this wasn't quick trigger. It was like a six month investigation. They're like, all right, we're going to suspend you, and then nothing happened in that time from suspension to fire. I think it was the outrage of Twitter. People like, whoa, whoa sexual allegations and you're just going to suspend him no 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 no. and then they're like all right man look the pitchforks are out we got to fire him so they're like look you're fired so it is what it is man path is uh it, it doesn't come down to him it's new it's northwestern uh i'm guessing there's going to be more that come out of this because some players are saying no it didn't happen some players are saying yes it didn't happen it had, did happen uh it's, it's gonna be a he said she said there's probably no unless somebody and this is the thing this always happens one of these freshmen maybe pulled their phone out or somebody has phone footage and the FBI is going to eventually find it because we know that happens. Like you can delete it, but it's still out there somewhere if the FBI knows. And maybe those players have already tried to drown their phones uh, because that's the thing about these kids, too. They're stupid. Like they film everything. So if somebody did try to film a clip of something right. or think it was funny and then now they're like, oh, shoot, we got to delete all this. The FBI is probably going to ask for their phones. Uh, but maybe, like I said, maybe those guys know because we know the Colorado football players years ago, years, years. Y'all don't remember this years ago. It might have been Vanderbilt or Colorado. I know it was a black and gold. But uh, years and years and years ago, that happened where they did something with a girl that was drunk. And it was on their phones uh, on one of the guys phones. And so they all got arrested and in trouble because of what was on the phones. And then they found out from the phone, the one guy. And it was actually it was like dumb stuff they did to her. Like, I don't think it was 
great, but it was so dumb stuff they did to her. Um, but yeah, they they went like a couple of them went to jail. Uh, one guy did nothing, but he was responsible because he he was he drove her, so he was involved. Wow. But yeah, they found a the guy's phone later that he had tried to throw in a pool or something, and they still were able to find a little bit of footage to say here. This shows you guys taking her to the dorm. So why would you even do that? Um, so yeah, they all went to court. They I don't know what sentences they got because it was just like assault it wasn't considered rape i forgot how they did it but yeah the one guy uh went to jail and did nothing but he did drive her he dropped her off and it's like that's your fault you should have took her home not to your teammates like you're an idiot um so again i'm ron johnson i say i'm actually a ron johnson show little 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 uh tougher scenario today topic to talk about but sometimes you have to do it um but we're going to get into the lighter side of sports in the next segment. Have a little bit of fun with the Minnesota sports ESPYs the past 12 months. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors. I'm excited for this one. We've got a new partner, Bird Dogs. Yes, Bird Dogs make you look good. I just ordered two pairs of Bird Dogs, and I'm checking the mail every day, making sure they get here. Can't wait to try them on. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, give you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the same thing as Lululemon, but they just fit way better. Um, they fit better than regular shorts that are made of the stiff, restricting cotton. They've fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric. It keeps you cool and dry all day long. I'm so pumped. To get my bird dogs in the mail, you too can get bird dogs in the mail. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Birddogs.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I'm telling you, that's the truth. Bird dogs, new partners with us here at Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Well, Sam, I'll let you do the honors to get this one started. It's the Minnesota Sports ESPYs. Da, na, 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 na. I don't know what the, the song is. And everybody's on, looking great on the red carpet. Ron, you're looking great. What are you wearing today? Uh, I have on a, a Pac-Man original, uh, Game Over, because that's what happens when I step on the basketball court. Uh, it's an original from uh, Five Below, I think. Uh, it, was a, it was a hefty $4.99. Uh, loved every minute of it with my stylist. I, got a, I do have a custom suit, but I took the jacket off for today um but man did you see those glasses justin jefferson had on oh swaggy super <laughs> swaggy uh, he he wins the night speaking um, of justin jefferson though i want to tease the next one we are going to talk about justin jefferson and kirk cousins and the drama already brewing it's like we can't like stefan diggs does something and then somehow minnesota sports finds a way to do something else like we we just can't like stefan diggs and josh allen Got their little thing. And now Justin Jefferson. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But let's get to the SB, Sam. <laughs> All right. I've got a few categories for you. We're looking at the last 12 months of Minnesota sports. So every team has had a season. Uh, we're going to do best team, best moment, comeback player, and eventually the MVP of the year, Minnesota sports. Let's start mm -hmm. with best moment. What was your favorite moment, Ron Johnson, from the past year in Minnesota sports? Well, some stuff off the court, like Carl Anthony Towns on a podcast talking about his team was better than the Nuggets. Uh, that was a great moment for me this year. 
Um, Kirill Kaprizov coming back to the ice. I think that was a great moment. Everybody was waiting to see how long it would take because we know injuries in Minnesota. Sometimes people say, oh, it's a month. And then it takes a year, and then they never come back and play. Um, there's a lot of those moments. But I don't think there was a moment bigger than the 33 to nothing um, comeback. The 30, like it was the Buffalo Bills one to me too. Like that one, I'm, and I'm and I'm torn, Sam. I'm mm-hmm. torn. The voters need to vote this. We might need to put a vote out there for some of this stuff. But the best moment to me, honestly, I, I got to go to Buffalo Bills actually, because wasn't the Buffalo Bills the Kirko chains too? Oh yeah, no. was it Buffalo or was that Washington? I can't remember which which I can't game remember was either. Kirko chains. But I, I think the Buffalo moment maybe is bigger because the fourth down one handed catch to me, like the the comeback for the coach was kind of somber for a while. Like the game itself wasn't a big moment until the end, and then it went to overtime. And like, wait, they're actually going to win this game? But the Buffalo Bills one to me, I, I, I got to go with Buffalo Bills fourth down, Justin Jefferson one handed catch. That's the best moment. I think so too. I think it's just a little bit even more dramatic than the Colts game, just because it was Buffalo on the road. Like you were not supposed to win that game. And then you had this sequence of improbable events, the one handed catch getting stopped at the one Josh Allen fumbles in the end zone and all of it coming together with the, the Patrick Peterson interception at the end. That, that to me was even one small step above the greatest comeback in NFL history. And that says something. So I'm with you on that. Um, All right. How about the best comeback player of the year in Minnesota sports. You know, we've uh, we've talked about players that have come back from struggles and injuries mm-hmm. over the years. Alex Smith, I know, won this award a couple of years ago. But what do you think in Minnesota sports was the best comeback story? So a lot of people think pro. I'm going to go college. Mo Ibroom comes back from the Achilles. Nice. Mo Ibroom comes back from the Achilles and has a phenomenal year. Gets drafted into the NFL or gets picked up in the NFL. Sorry. Um, so I'm gonna go with Mo Ibram. I think I think coming off the Achilles, um, that was a huge that was a huge comeback. I mean, I mean honestly, like if you think about it, like that was just that was like it's improbable. It happens in the first game of the year of the season. He's supposed to go to the NFL. People question if he'll be able to come back from it, and he comes back and has a great year. So I got to go with Mo Ibram. I'm trying to think of another of a pro player who's come back. And done something spectacular, and I can't. I can't think of anyone who's really done anything like that. I, I mean, because Daniel right Hunter, well, we have. Con- I mean, could we consider Daniel in that? But like, was his yeah, year spectacular? A little bit. I don't. I don't want really to feel like his year was spectacular. I feel like it was mm-hmm. good. I feel yeah. like him as a Darius together made it fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like I, Mo I a lot. Mo. Yeah, Mo for me, that was the one. Like I was, I was debating this one because I'm like, man, Kirk Caprizov was hurt, I guess, a little bit. But was he really hurt last year? No, not really. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was toying back and forth that I, I was going to go Paige Beckers, but she hasn't officially come back and she's not really right. Minnesota sports. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's, that's the one I got to go. I was thinking Adam Thielen cause I know he was hurt during the year and then, you know, but no, no, it's gotta be more. Ibram. I think that's the right answer. All right. Um, what was the best team in Minnesota sports in this past year? And again, you can look to college if you want. We didn't have a lot of playoff success yeah. in the past year, but we had some fun teams. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, so I, of course the easy answer is the Vikings because the, 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 the 13 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you feel like some of their like their playoff like ruined it? I'm going to go wild just because in the playoffs they actually won a game or two. Um, so I'm going to go with Minnesota wild. Like I'm not a big time like hockey guy, 
but I feel like they gave me more hope in the playoffs than the Vikings did. Um, their season probably wasn't as great as the Vikings. Uh, we can't count the Twins in this at all. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Wild. I'm going to go with the Wild. They actually won two games in the playoffs. The Vikings lost the Giants in the playoffs after beating the Giants. So clearly, uh, their their pumpkin turned or their their car, their carriage turned into a pumpkin at midnight. So that's what I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with the Wild. Um. I, I think I'm contractually obligated to say Gophers hockey. Gophers <laughs> oh, hockey yeah. made yeah. a championship game and was one period away from winning the whole thing. True. If they if True. they win it all, then it's obviously them. Um, I'll change my answer. I'm going with Minnesota hockey too. I like that. Gophers yes. hockey, you're right. They were right there. I forgot about Gophers hockey. I was looking at all Gophers sports, but I can't lie. I forgot about Gophers hockey because I was looking. I was thinking softball. But I'm like, ah, they didn't. They went to the super regional, but they didn't get past mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, women's basketball, men's basketball, football. Uh, you know, you could you could say what you want about their bowl game and their season. Uh, but yeah, no Gophers hockey. I'll give you that one. Now, how did how did Frosty's team do? How did girl the girls do? I think they lost in. I want to say the Frozen Four. I think okay. they got to the the semifinal round. I think. Got it. So we'll um, go men's yep. hockey then. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I agree with you on that one. Best team. Gophers men's hockey. You're right. All right. Oh, nice. I did watch that one and they were close to winning that. They were there. And then yeah. when I tweeted, like, what happened? Everybody's like, Minnesota sports happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're coming back this year. Redeem team. They're going to do it this year. Like, I'm Minnesota fans you. are so down on sports. Any lead or anything like that, it's just like, oh, we're going to lose it. Or we're going to lose this game. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my kids listen to a lot of Winnie the Pooh and there's like the mopey donkey Eeyore. Like nobody loves me. It's all miserable. That's that's Minnesota sports fans. True. Um, last one. Who's okay. the MVP from the past year in Minnesota sports? I think there's an obvious choice, but maybe you can think of something uh kind of off the grid a little bit. That's what I was so that's what I was thinking when I looked at this. I had a couple of names on this list. So when you look at Justin Jefferson, uh you got Kirill Kaprizov. Um who else you got in there? You got Mo Ibram, I guess. You want to throw Ant, him in there? Probably uh, you got Anthony Edwards. Uh, who's from the from the links? Who would be there? Do they have a Simone Augustus or Lindsay Whalen type right I mean, now? So Nafisa Collier, Nafisa Collier, like in the, yep. she's in the process of having a really nice year. She was pregnant last year, so she missed she missed last most of last season or all of last season. Um, yeah, I mean, so you got men's hockey with the dude that went to the NHL. Uh, what's his name? Um, that player Matthew Nyes. Yeah, so you got you got yep. him. Uh, Gophers softball. You got Autumn Peace, who was on our show, Big Ten uh, pitcher of the year. So she's up there. She's in the pros now, pitching for the Texas Smoke. I've been watching some of her stuff. Um, so we got that there. Uh, man, that's it's it's tough. I mean, from women's and men's basketball, I don't really think from Gophers. I don't really know if we have anybody. Um, twins, I guess. Could you go Carlos Correa? You throw him in there. Um, nah, he's been a disappointment. I don't know, but, but, but this is 12 months. So, it would, oh, I guess it'd be half of this season, half of last season. Last season, he kind of ended pretty decent, right? Luis yeah. Rise. Can we say Luis Rise? He was here for six months. Can like, we can we steal his accomplishments from Miami? Because then <laughs> maybe it'd be him. <laughs> um, But you know what? You got Kirk Cousins. Let's not forget about Curtis. Curtis Cousins. Um, He was solid. He was up for NFL honors, too, at one point. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson, though, Sam. I think Justin Jefferson stole the show almost 2,000 yards, you know, was was breaking records after records, the youngest to do it before this, the youngest to do it before this. That's all we kept hearing, the youngest to do it before this, the youngest to do it before this. So Justin Jefferson, he's a national treasure. He's an international treasure. Everybody knows the gritty. 
I got to go with this year's MVP, Justin Jefferson. I don't know. And that concludes today's Minnesota Sports SB. Thanks for watching. So you did have another one in there that we could throw in there last minute real quick. Mm -hmm. Minnesota Sports Coach of the Year. Oh, good one. Yeah. Who would be our Coach of the Year? KOC. Kevin O'Connell, PJ Fleck, Ben Johnson, Rocco Baldelli, uh, Brad Frost. I mean... You got Piper Ritter with the Gophers. Gophers baseball, they have done nothing. I, I've realized after watching softball and then going to watch, like, looking at baseball, they are terrible. Uh, so I can't put them in anything right now. Uh, Gophers men's hockey with, uh, what's his name, Motsko. Bob Motsko. Um, we got, uh, what's her name, Cheryl Reeves. I don't know. who We we had Lindsey Whalen, so I guess she would have been in this 12 months. Mm-hmm. Who would you say is coach of the yeah, year? Yeah, I think it's KOC. Coming in first year, winning thirteen games, um, probably doing doing a lot with with you know a, a bad defense mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. I think that he, even though they lost in the playoffs, I think it's KOC. Not the, the coach, bullet. not Finch, not 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 the 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 French connection with the twin towers and the triple towers now. And I'm, so I mean, I mean, no one. Uh, you could go Matsko just by virtue of them making the the championship, but also, right. but that team is stacked too. I mean, they've got. They've got That's part of coaching, though. You got to recruit a stacked team. Yeah, KOC needs to recruit some some free agents. PJ Flex got to get some more recruits in. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy that made the championship. I'm gonna go Bob Mosco. He's my coach of the year. Bob Mosco for me and Sam. You're taking KOC, so that will do it for the Minnesota SPs. Coming up next, we got the daily three. That's three questions. Uh, We'll see which ones. We'll put about a minute each on these. Uh, But remember, Sirius XM Radio. Roku, Amazon Fire, iHeartMedia app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, just make sure you download Locked On Sports Minnesota's uh Locked On Sports Minnesota's app and subscribe. You'll get the Ryan Johnson show, the football party, all of our content, all the biggest Vikings news, all the biggest sports news. And also, you can follow us on YouTube. Just hit the follow button with your email address and then you'll get all of our videos as well. But we have a word from our sponsors. We're also brought to you today by FanDuel Sportsbook. Baseball is coming back later this week after that All-Star game, and you can get in the action with a new promotion. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. Bet 20, get 200, whether you win or lose. That's a great way to get your journey started at FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and so easy to use, they pay you instantly when you win. So you can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get up to $200 back in bonus bets, Ron Johnson. It's a great deal. All you have to do is put down 20. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out today and get started. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Well, now it's time for the daily three. That's three questions. It's been about a minute each on these. Take it away, Sam. All right. We teased this earlier. Justin yep. Jefferson was asked his top five quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and he didn't include Kirk Cousins. Is that a yep. big deal or no big deal? Well, if you look at the list, Sam, of those five, um, it was Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Aaron Rodgers, which that one to me was weird, the Aaron Rodgers one. But again, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson grew up when Aaron Rodgers was great. 
And so I still see Aaron Rodgers as great as well because he's in my era too. Like, man, this dude's been good for a long time. Maybe with the Jets, a resurgence of a year. But he had Aaron Rodgers too. Uh, Jalen Hurts is in there. So when you look at those names, I would say it's right. I don't know if it's right for the media to know that, but I think it's right. Now, I don't know if this was like they were all voting because there is another list that came out, Sam, from CBS. I don't know if you saw that because it was a CBS article. And then CBS had tiers. I don't know if you've seen this. The 2023 QB tiers. Have you seen it? No, I have not. So good. This is going to be new for you. So tier one, Patrick Mahomes. So we know that was in Justin's list. Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. Justin's list. And Josh Allen, Justin's list. And we're going to take a little bit longer on the first question. Uh, You got Justin Herbert. You got Lamar Jackson. You got uh, Jalen Hurts, who was on Justin's list. And then you have, uh, what's his face? What's this guy's name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's in tier two. Now tier three. They got Aaron Rodgers, Justin's guy. And then this is what's crazy. They don't have the Bills quarterback in that tier. So the Bills quarterback, they dropped him down to – oh, no, sorry, never mind. Josh Allen's in tier three. So those are his five right there. So they're in tier one, two, and three for Justin. Perfect. Okay. They don't have Kirk Cousins in tier three. But here's where it gets saucy, Sam. All in right. tier three, they have Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, now, here's the names to me that I don't agree with that should be above him. Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, Tua Tagovailoa. <sighs> I can't believe they did this. Chicago Bears quarterback. Fields? Justin Fields is no. in Tier 3. Yes. They have Justin Fields in Tier 3. So I don't know who voted and where this list came from, but Justin Fields is in tier three. They have Justin Fields ahead of Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jared Goff. That's tier four. I feel like Justin Fields should drop down to tier five, and that's with um, Brock Purdy, Mac Jones, and then what's his name from the Steelers? Uh, Fake slide guy. Pickett. Pickett, Pickett. Uh, Is it Pickett or Pickens? Pickett? Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. And then you go down to tier six, you got uh, Kyler Murray. Speaking of Kyler Murray, remember when Shannon Sharp said he'd take Kyler Murray over Kirk Cousins? I wonder if Shannon Sharp still feels that way. I don't know if he does. He's a free um, agent now. Let's get him on the show. Let's get him on the show. Uh, you got, uh, what's his name from the Packers is in this? Baker Mayfield, uh, Calvin, or sorry, Ritter. Um, and then you got, uh, what's his name from the Washington team? Um, Howell, Sam Howell. Howell. Sam Howell. And then tier seven is all the rookies. So you got uh, C.J. Stroud, what's his name, Bryce Young, and then uh, A.J. Uh, Anthony Anderson. So there you go. That's that's So that's part of the voting that happened and then these tiers. So I get Justin Jefferson's thought because if his list is right, it should be Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, and then technically they have Lamar Jackson, Herbert, or uh, what's his name, Trevor Lawrence over Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is a GOAT, so I get it. But then, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins would be six. But these tiers, there's no way Justin Jefferson's ahead of them. So, or sorry, Justin Jeff, uh, Kirk Cousins should be below Justin Fields. So it is what it is. But no, I don't think it's a big deal. I do think, for the media standpoint, he should just do Kirk Cousins at five. Who cares? You could you could have thrown Aaron Rodgers, left Aaron Rodgers out of there for the fact that he was a Packer for so long, mm-hmm. um, and then put Kirk Cousins in there just to create drama. But if you're being real, I get it. That's that's the right. There's no wrong answer in that top five. Uh, but I probably would have tried to throw my own quarterback in there. I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah, I, I think I would have, too. Just, I mean, and people can laugh about it, but you're you're defending your guy, right? I mean, that's that's your quarterback. Correct. T.O. with the tears. That's my quarterback. Correct. Yep. What you got next? 
Yeah. All right. Um, this is actually a uh, improvisation here. We got breaking news. The New York Jets are going to be on hard knocks. What do you think? So the New York Jets being on hard knocks, I know they've they've gone back and forth about this. They didn't want to do it. Clearly, the NFL probably said, look, y'all got to do it. Y'all haven't done it since whatever. Now, they did because they did it with Camardi. I remember that because uh, he talked about his eight kids and, and who the different you know ages were. Um, but yeah, that, that, and then he had twins after his vasectomy, which is even crazier. Um, so he had twins since that show and he had a vasectomy, but, um, <laughs> I, I, they want, so you got sauce Gardner, big voice. Uh, you got that defensive guys like, uh, what's his name that blesses himself when he sneezes, uh, big name, big voice. And then you got all those other guys on that offense. You got Garrett Wilson, you got the guys they bought in from the Packers. Plus you got Aaron Rodgers. It only makes sense. You got a coach. And Robert Sala, who's loud and an aggressive defensive guy. So it's the right move for Hard Knocks. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. That'll be great drama. Um, Aaron Rodgers, still compelling TV. And Aaron uh, Rodgers well, is willing to say anything now that we know because of the Pat McAfee show. So he'll say some stuff about the Packers at some point. Maybe him and Alan Lazard are having a conversation or something. But he's going to do something to throw shade on the Packers. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to save the Wolves question maybe for roundtable. That'd okay. be a good roundtable talker on Friday. But I'm going to ask you this in closing. Boomer Esiason on a, on a radio show revealed that, according to a source, Dalvin Cook was offered $7 million by the Vikings. Do you think he ends up signing for more than that $7 million? No. It, it feels like Everson Griffin. So think about Everson Griffin. He was offered... Uh, whatever it was that year, like $5.94 million or something or $6.94 million from the Vikings. He didn't want it uh, because he wanted a deal. They didn't want to offer him a deal. They just say, hey, sign for this. And then he went on to the uh, Cowboys for the same money, if not less, uh, regretted it, ended up with the Lions for less, and then came back to the Vikings and he said, man, the grass isn't always greener. Uh, it's one of those things, man, when the person you're with, so this is in business. I deal with this all the time. The person you're currently working with, if they don't offer you exactly what you want, when you want it, you're willing to take less from somebody else because they're new and because you just wanted to move on and you didn't get what you wanted from the person you wanted it from. I've seen this numerous times. I've seen people leave and not do business with me because I didn't bend over backwards and do exactly what they thought I should do. And then they go to somebody else and they're not happy with the, the final number or final look but they have to stick it out because they've already made it a bigger deal than it should have been. And that's what I think Dalvin Cook said. He didn't want the $7 million. They didn't want to pay him whatever it was, the, the, the 12 or 13. Um, but And so the Vikings are like, look, if you don't want seven, man, we can't pay you more than that, and we are just going to have to deal with the season. With so I, I do feel like that, that might be a little truth to that because I can see the Vikings saying, we don't want to move on, but we can't do it financially and still sign the guys we need to sign. So – um, it, it feels like an effort to grin for a moment. It feels like Dalvin Cook's going to go somewhere, get less money, and then look back and be like, man, I should have just took that Vikings deal and then gotten a payday right after that season because he's going to do more here than he will somewhere else because now he's going to have to find a home for less money, and then who knows how that works out. But that's just me. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It's taken a long time for him to land, so something tells me that he's not getting what he wants. He put out the $7 million number out there into the world, so now other teams – might exceed it and say, oh, well, he's if he gets $7 million from the Vikings, then we got to go above that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all so, a game. It, it was yeah. leaked to Boomer Sison by his agent probably or somebody. It's mm -hmm. all a game. Or maybe a Vikings person leaked it so they didn't seem like they just got rid of Dalvin. Like, look, we offered a man $7 million. Right. And right. now for other teams, they're like, oh, okay, let's just offer him seven. 
because that's all he was going to get anyway. That's all from seven or six even. And like he's mm-hmm. gonna he's got to take because he said I don't want to play for four or five. He didn't say six or seven. So <laughs> he said four or five. I don't want to play for four or five million dollars a year. Yeah, he didn't say there six or go. seven though. So hey, he might play for six or seven. We'll see. We'll see. And then we can come back to this as an evergreen moment on our show and say, look, we called it six or seven million dollars to the Cowboys. Who knows? Zeke Elliott too. He still doesn't have a team. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have to take less. Like a lot of these running backs, man, they're learning. This game is changing as of now, just like big men in the NBA. It's changing. It's going to a guards league. But, hey, if you want endless Vikings talk with local experts, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts after every single game. And it's coming. It's coming, people. I just I got my schedule yesterday. I had a meeting yesterday with the Vikings and with, with the TV networks. I found out uh, the Amazon Prime game. I can't say what's going to happen or where's, but I, I did find out about that Thursday night game and what we're doing. So it's going to be a fun Eagles game, win or lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, make sure you subscribe because after every game, we're going to have some cool stuff after the games. Also, Amazon Fire, Roku. Wherever you get your uh, podcast, you can get it to iTunes, uh, iHeartMedia. You can download Locked On Sports Minnesota and see me and Sam every day. Well, at least Monday through Wednesday, and then I'm on the Thursday show, and then the Friday roundtable. But that'll do it for us today. Have a great one, people. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.